don't really have a series or anything going on Sunday nights. Uh, uh, if you have a suggestion, um, a book, or if you have a subject, topic uh, you'd like for me to deal with, let me know. Shoot me a text, and I'll see if I can do that. I'd be glad uh, to do that. So it's kind of open right now. Uh, Sunday evenings are, so if you have any ideas, uh, uh, just uh, send me that, and I'll see if I can do that. Uh, John chapter 12, I want to read verse 20, and uh, we'll go ahead and read it to at least verse 28. Uh, the thought tonight is uh, self-denial, and we see that in the person of Christ and how the uh, denial or dying to self uh, leads to life. And we want to look at Christ as the example and see how that uh, also is the same for us. Now, there were certain Greeks, uh, John 12, 20, uh, among those who came up to worship at the feast, then they came to Philip, who was from Bethesda of Galilee, and asked him, uh, saying, uh, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Uh, Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. Uh, but Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now, my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have glorified it and will glorify it again. Let's pray. Father, help us tonight as we uh, look at some things regarding the life of Christ and, and the life and principle of self-denial that he set. And I pray that it would speak to us. And Lord, I know that if the life of Christ lives in us, then we will die to self and help us to live like that, that we might bear much fruit and bring you much glory. In Jesus' name, and amen. If we truly want to, to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ and want others to be drawn to him, um, then we need to see Christ glorified through self-denial, and we need to seek to live that life of self-denial. Christ proclaims here that he glorifies the Father through this dying to self. We too glorify the Father in heaven through dying to self. The life that Jesus lived lives in us, and that life that he lived was a life of death, a life of denial to self. We must die to self in order to truly bring fruit to God. If we want to bring fruit to the Lord and bring Him glory through that fruit, then we've got to die to self. And Jesus gives the example here of a grain of wheat that falls into the ground uh, or falls uh, into the ground and dies. It remains alone. But if it dies, if that wheat germinates, that seed germinates, it produces much grain. It is through death 
that we are able to bring life. We want others to come forth to life. We want God to use our life to bring forth life into other people. Then we must be willing to die to self. And that's exactly what Jesus did. In verse 23, Jesus is speaking of himself when he says, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. He was referring to himself. Jesus knew that it was time for him to be glorified, meaning it was time for him to receive honor and praise and adoration of the Father. And really, right after he says this, we find a voice comes from heaven and says, I have glorified it and will glorify it again. Where we give God glory, where we give Jesus glory, is whenever we are willing to die to self. Now, we should be interested, not simply for the glory of man, but for the glory of our Father in heaven. The Father is glorified in the Son, and the Son is glorified through obedience to the Father. When Jesus Christ obeys the Father, He is giving His Father glory. And the Son is driven by His desire to glorify His Father in heaven. In verse 28, uh, we see that. For this purpose, uh, this is why I've come. Therefore glorify your name, Father. See, Jesus lived for the glory of the Father. And because He lived for the glory of the Father, He was willing to obey the Father and die to self. We need to live for the glory of our God. When we live for the glory of God, we must be willing to die to self. As Christ did this, and in so doing, He Himself receives glory, we are taught. Before the crown is the cross. Oftentimes we want to skip that part. We must be willing to, as Jesus say, take up our cross and follow Him. But before the crown is the cross. That's just a good thing to remember in all of life. In verse 24, there, there's something we need to see in this. When Jesus says what He does about the grain of wheat falling to the ground and dying, it remains alone, but if it dies, it produces much grain. Christ is here speaking of Himself, and so He Himself is pictured here as a corn of wheat that falls into the ground and dies. He knew that if He was going to bring forth life, then He must die. It's like planting a seed. If you want to have a garden, you've got to plant a seed, and that seed dies in the ground. Isn't it amazing how God has created everything? It dies in the ground. Through its death, it brings forth life. Amazing, isn't it? It's exactly what Jesus did. Through His death, burial, right? He springs forth, resurrection, and gives us life. The life that Christ gives to His people is His shining glory. Jesus is referring to Himself. He knew that if He was going to bring forth life, He must die. And the life that we receive reveals the magnificence of His death and resurrection. We reveal the glory of Christ because His life is seen in us. We as the people of God, we are the fruit that has come forth from Christ. He is the wheat that's fallen into the ground and we are the fruit of that death. And we have eternal life because the eternal Son of God died. I'll read a couple passages. Hebrews 2, Hebrews 2 and verse 9 says this of Jesus. says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death crowned with glory 
and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. So for the suffering of death, crowned with glory. So again, uh, before uh, the crown is the cross. In Philippians 2, verse 8 through 11, we're taught the principle there as well in regard to Christ and how that he humbled himself in order uh, that there might come forth life. And because of such, he is exalted and he is glorified. In Philippians 2 and, and verse 8, Paul says, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those saints in heaven and of those in earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Christ will be the greatest to be exalted in all the earth because he is the greatest to be humbled. No one has humbled himself any more than what Jesus Christ has. The total opposite, right, of what we've seen in regard to Satan this morning, who's always trying to exalt himself, but yet Jesus Christ came and humbled himself and became a servant, came and walked upon this earth and died for us. He is the greatest example of ever of anyone humbling himself as much as they did all the way to the death of the cross and that's why the father will exalt him the most nobody can humble themselves as much as jesus it's not possible i mean we should be like jesus we should humble ourselves but nobody can humble himself as much as christ because he went from way up there to way down here but we come from like you know from here to you know here you know <laughs> in comparison no comparison right uh but still, when we humble ourselves, God lifts us up. The Bible talks about that, but He lifts us up. However, He may see fit in the future, we don't do that now. Um, and so, so we see this, I think. We see this principle. We understand this principle, right, of the life of Christ. He, he died, and we actually receive life. And so we are the fruit of Christ's death. We are the result of Him going to the cross. We understand that principle. But that principle crosses over into all of the life of Christ and is in our life as well. He gives himself as example, and then he calls us to live that same sort of life of dying to self. Our life comes forth from him, and we live because he lived and died, and now his life that he had, it now lives in us. And that spirit of Christ, his life that's in us, enables us to die to self. In verse 25, Jesus is speaking to us when he says this, He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. This is what he's talking about. It's dying to self. This grain of wheat that falls on the ground. We must die to self if we want to bring forth life. The true disciple of Christ has at once died to self in salvation, and we live in Christ. And because of such, because of the Spirit of Christ in us, uh, we seek daily to die to self. Look at Luke chapter 9. Listen, it's a constant dying daily for us uh, because why the flesh is still very much alive. And that's why Colossians, I don't know if we have time to look at it or not, the Colossians says, mortify the flesh. That word mortify literally means kill the flesh. 
every time we put off the flesh, we're dying to self. Because that's what self wants. Mortify, kill the flesh. Uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 22, Jesus says this. says, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. As soon as he says that about his life, burial, his resurrection, he then says, if anyone desires to come after me, <laughs> what did he just say? He just said, hey, I've come. I'm going to be, this is what's going to happen to me. Uh, I'm going to be killed, raised the third day. Um, then he said, if anyone wants to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Listen, it is a daily thing. Every day we must get up and say, Lord, help me to put off the flesh, to die to self, and to live for you daily and follow me. It's not a one-time event. It is a lifetime. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. And then we have this famous verse, for what profit is it to a man if he gains a whole world and is himself destroyed or lost or loses his own soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and his fathers and of the holy angels. And so Jesus is speaking to us that we must deny self. So when Jesus told us in John that if any man serve him, let him follow me, Follow him how? Follow him by his example of dying. His example of dying and giving his life for us. And we say, well, I hope that if it ever happened to where, you know, I had to, you know, choose physical life or death at that moment that I would choose Jesus, you know, and be willing to die martyr for Jesus. But folks, we, 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 make, we should make a, that choice every day. We may not die as a martyr for Christ. And dying for Jesus, there, there is some glory in that. And I think there's a reward in that. But let me tell you what, living for Jesus every day by dying to self, that's a lot too. <laughs> Don't underestimate that and how powerful that is to every day be dying to self, putting off self and living for Christ and living for others. The truth of the matter is that following Jesus will cost our lives. It will cost us our flesh and what it wants. Uh, in Luke chapter 14, it will cost us relationships. In, in Luke 14 and verse 25, Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Now, well, Jesus is teaching us to hate everybody in comparison to how much we are to love Him, in measure. Listen, we can't love anybody like we love Jesus. If we're going to follow Him, His love has to reign supreme over anybody and everybody else if we're going to follow Jesus Christ. And, whoever, and that can hurt. Jesus declares it can hurt. Whenever we have to purposely follow Christ and put Him above every other relationship in our life, Jesus acknowledged that this won't be easy because the very next thing he says is, and whoever does not bear his cross. It is a cross to bear at times in our life whenever we have to say, I'm going to follow Jesus no matter what 
the closest people in my life that, that I love so dearly no matter what they do. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Then he gives this count the cost verse, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it. So he's saying count the cost because following me is going to cost you some things. Following me might cost you your relationships in life. And folks, that happens to people all the time where we have to choose where we're going to follow the Lord and do what's right or, or we're going to uh, follow the people in our life. We must carry the cross if we're going to follow Jesus. And when Christ was carrying his cross, he was a spectacle that was spit upon. When he carried his cross, he was one that was made fun of and bore shame and reproach. And the followers of Jesus must be willing to carry that same cross. To follow Christ, to follow righteousness, to be willing to be laughed, to mock, to be made fun of, sometimes even uh, by those that you hold the dearest to you because Jesus mentions father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters. I mean, the, he mentions the people that's your very immediate family. You've got to be willing to follow him. It is through dying to our own life that we declare who Jesus Christ is. We want Christ to be known to other people. We've got to be willing to die to self. We must be willing to die to self in order to identify with the cross of Christ that gives others life. That's what God blesses. That's where God brings fruit. This dying to self and carrying a cross involves more than just bearing the cross and, and, and carrying the gospel and telling people about Jesus. It's a dying daily to that, to that selfish nature. That per, and it's through dying to that that we are able to produce fruits of holiness. In, in Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8. Verse 13 says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. <laughs> That's talking about a physical death. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God these are the sons of God. Through the Spirit, we must and are able to mortify and kill uh, that fleshly nature that is still within us. We crucify the flesh. In Colossians 3, we won't, we won't turn there. Um, you know, I think we've got time. Colossians 3. I think Will brought his message a couple weeks ago from this, so I won't read the whole thing. But Colossians 3, here he talks here about if you then are raised with Christ, so if you have the life of Christ, right? If you have the life of Christ, in verse 3, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Therefore, put to death. There's that self-denial. Put to death, kill, mortify. Uh, your members with our, which are on the earth. Because we have the Spirit of Christ in us, the power of Christ in us, we can mortify the deeds of the flesh. We can do that. In verse 10, he says this, And have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image 
of Him who created Him. It is through the but Christ in us, the one created in us by His Spirit, that we're able to put on the new man. It is Christ in us that enables us to do that. On down to verse 12, he says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also you must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Through Christ in us, we can put off those deeds of the flesh. I uh, mentioned there in verse uh, 5 through 6. And because of Christ in us, we can mortify that and put on these other things. It is the power of the living Christ within us that enables us to die. To die to self. To mortify self. Every day, we must look by faith to Christ and ask for His help to die. <laughs> Lord, help me to die today. That's a good prayer. Help me to die today to myself that I might live to you. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. <laughs> I love the language. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we see that there was a death first that brings forth life and salvation, that Christ gave us victory in John 12, 31, as we read in the beginning. There is death to self in proclaiming the gospel and in sanctification and dying to the flesh that brings forth life. I want you to think about just for a little while tonight the life of Christ. Not just Him going to the cross in those final moments of His life, okay? The entire life of Christ was for the betterment and service of others. His whole life was about dying to self. He denied himself comfort. I mean, he didn't, he was asked, hey, where do you live at, Jesus? He said, I don't have a place to live. The son of man said, the foxes have a home. He said, but I don't. Do you realize your Savior was homeless <laughs> while he lived on this earth? He denied himself comfort so he could go to others and heal them. There were times he was tired, but the crowd still came and he still healed them. He would be wearied, but not too wearied to witness to the woman at the well. He was in pain, but that didn't keep him from praying for the forgiveness of others. He was the one rejected, yet he wept for them. Greatest is the Jesus Christ because He was the greatest servant of all. His life was spent for others. We can see the Son of God traveling great distances to touch and to heal. And folks, these are all really examples that we can somewhat implement into our life to deny self. I mean, when you've been hurt, it's, it's a self-denial to say, you know what, I'm going to forgive them. When we're tired and we choose to deny ourselves comfort, in order to minister to somebody else. That's self-denial. We seem not having a place to live, as we said. The Son of God was the greatest because He was the greatest minister and servant unto all. And so as I just think about these things this evening, I want to ask myself and, our, and all of us here tonight, does this life of Christ, this type of life He lived, is that life in us 
Because as we are born again by the Spirit of God, is that life in us? Do you wonder tonight, do I have the life of Christ living in me? Do you wonder if you truly live your life by faith of the Son of God? Listen, whenever that life is there, then death happens. A denial of self. Say, well, well, preacher, I know this. I know I'm trusting Christ, and I just want to live for Him and die to myself. Folks, that's the evidence of the life of Christ. Christ living in you is manifested by the fact that you desire to die to self and live for others. I didn't say we did it perfectly. But there's that desire to, to pray and to seek the Lord and to deny yourself, your fleshly lust, your desires, to put off yourself at times and to serve others. That is the desire of Christ in us. And it's truly a desire of Christ whenever we make sure that we do it for the right motive. Jesus did it not for himself. He did it for others. And he did it for the Father to receive glory through him. And so we don't deny self so that others can see how wonderful and great we are because, boy, look at what we did. But we do it for the glory of our God. We do it for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. There will always be that struggle within, that flesh that wants to exalt itself but our soul within desires to live after Jesus. I think that as we get older in the Christian faith, I think we find ourselves desiring it more and more to be more like Christ, to die more to self, and live more for others. You know, the flesh tells us that we must think of ourselves first. The Spirit of Christ tells us to think of others first. The flesh tells us that we are better than others. So therefore, we deserve more. The Spirit of Christ and the mind of Christ reminds us to esteem others better. The flesh tells us that we must look out for ourselves, and yet the mind of Christ says, look out for the things of others. As a follower of Jesus Christ, as a follower of the Son of God, we have to die to self. We should want to die to self. I'm not saying do this to receive life. But there should be that desire within us because of the Spirit of God. And again, the motive for Christ was the glory of the Father. And our motive in all of self-denial of our life where we're putting off self and living for Christ and others should be for the glory of Jesus. The Father was seen in the Son through His obedience to the Father. And Christ is seen in us through our obedience to Him. And when we die to self, we reveal the power of the life of Christ in us. Every time we make decisions that reveal we are putting others before our own fleshly desires, we, through that action, are revealing the life of Christ in us. Every time we resist sinful temptations, we show our desire to die to the flesh and manifest the working of the Holy Spirit within it is through death that the life of Christ is revealed in us. Our motive, the glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That He would be made known. There's personal reward, of course, in denying self. The Christian life is full of reward and blessing as we deny self. It sounds a little bit like a great paradox, though, doesn't it? You die in order to live. It's in losing our life we find it. 
But I think a child of God understands that language. You really want to live, child of God? Really want to live for Jesus? Really want to bring Him glory? Really want God to bring forth a lot of fruit in your life? A lot of fruit that brings Him glory? You've got to die to self. How bad do we want the glory of God? How bad do we want to exalt Jesus Christ? How bad do we want the fruit that comes forth? Well, I think that there's an unalterable law that we can't get around, and it is this. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. We sow a life that is dying to self. There will be, I promise you, you may not see it all in this life, but you live a life dying to self. You will, in the end, see a fruit, a great reward of fruit in everlasting life. I'm not saying you're going to get everlasting life, but in the everlasting life, you are going to see the fruit of that dying to self. We may not see it all here. We'll see some good things happen here, I think, from self-denial. But folks, we can't see it all, all that fruit that comes from that. And one day we will see that and we'll be so glad we made those decisions to die to self those days and to live for Jesus Christ. I want to live like that. I want to, I say that now, <laughs> while I'm spiritually minded, focused on Jesus, you know. But it's a little harder when you get up the next morning. Or it's a little harder when you're faced with something, you know, I, I want to do this, but I really should do this. This is the right thing to do. But when we, I think when we make all those decisions to die to self, that's taking up that cross and following Christ and choosing Jesus that day to live for Him and not for self. Folks, there are, without a doubt, eternal fruits that come from that, those decisions. Say, so what are all those fruits? I don't know, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Let's pray. Father, in heaven, help us, I pray, to be like Jesus Christ and to manifest his life by our life by living, Lord, a life of dying. Folks, just to say it out loud just does not even sound right. <laughs> but that's the way that our great God and creator has designed it to be. Satan would have us to live for self, to exalt self. But the Lord Jesus Christ has set the very opposite example. As he come and lived the perfect life and lived the life of of humiliation and servitude and died for others. Satan would not dare to do such a thing. Father, we thank you, I pray, for the life of Jesus Christ. I thank you that he died, Lord, and that he rose again, that we might have life. Help us to live a life that manifests the death and resurrection of Jesus. Help us to die daily to self. And may you bring forth much fruit from that dying to self. Help us to live for your glory and for your honor and to not live for our own sakes, but for the namesake of Jesus, our Savior and Redeemer. Teach us how to die daily and to live for you. In Jesus' name, and amen.